Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 90, Dealing with Bullying and Mistreatment. It's January 26, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. I also happen to be a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. Dealing with Bullying and Mistreatment Well, this is probably one of my more significant podcasts because I'm going to talk about some aspects of bullying that we don't frequently talk about. And I think it's going to be helpful. I hope it's going to be helpful. That's the entire intent. And I'm going to give you some strategies that can be helpful if you or someone you love is either being bullied or mistreated. So I want to give you my First off, disclaimer, which is I'm not a medical professional, I am not a therapist in any capacity, and you as a consumer should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider, of which I am not. So that's my disclaimer, nothing in this podcast is intended to be therapy or medical advice. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you happen to be feeling hopeless or that life is too hard or you're suicidal, or you're thinking of harming yourself, I'm asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to tell people, I'm asking you to talk about it. This idea is way more common, this situation where people feel suicidal or think about killing themselves is way more common than you might understand because we don't talk about it. And there is help available, so I'm asking you to take the help that's available. Now, we all know what I mean by bullying. I mean, bullying is defined as the intentional and repeated aggressive behavior towards another person in which there is real or perceived power imbalances and the victim of bullying feels vulnerable and powerless to protect themselves. So that's kind of the general definition of bullying. But we know it comes in many forms, and I'm going to talk about that. Now, mistreatment is defined as treating a person, or, or an animal actually, badly, cruelly, or unfairly. So in this podcast, I'm addressing a range of treatment, a range of behaviors, behaviors and statements and actions, from bullying to mistreatment. And mistreatment, by the way, can be just as bad as bullying. So I'm not saying bullying is worse than mistreatment or mistreatment is worse. It's it, There's a whole range, as we'll talk about. Now, if you're being bullied, this podcast will give you actions to take. And if it's your child, child 
or adult child that's being bullied, I will also be giving you some actions to take to help them. Now, one of the things that we do not talk about in society when it comes to bullying or mistreatment is the frequency to which it happens in the family home. And in the family home, it comes in the form of parental mistreatment or very often sibling bullying or sibling mistreatment. So there's an article in Psychology Today from February 3rd, 2020, that's titled Sibling Bullying and Abuse, The Hidden Epidemic. So the author is calling the sibling bullying an epidemic. And I want to read a quote. So quote, up to 80% of youth experience some form of sibling maltreatment yet it's been called the forgotten abuse. Therapists frequently overlook it. Usually the, the perpetrator is an older child, often the eldest, exploiting the emotional dependence and weakness of a younger sibling, end quote. So there we have someone with credentials publishing in Psychology Today that up to 80% of young people experience sibling maltreatment, up to 80%. So a lot of bullying and mistreatment, according to some researchers, is happening in the family home. And we simply, typically, are not talking about that. Now, I did, I did do a podcast called Make Your Children Be Nice to Each Other, which I hope you're going to listen to that because I'm, I'm, I made my kids do that. They weren't necessarily happy about that. But there was, there was a zero tolerance for bullying and mistreatment amongst my children, and they are deeply aware of that, and they are aware of why I took that stance. Now, here's the thing about bullying, bullying or mistreatment. It's not just the person, it's not just the victim of the bullying or mistreatment that has negative impacts or negative effects. Bullies also are negatively impacted. They don't get away scot-free. It's very interesting. I took a little dive, obviously, into the research on this just to see what was new. And uh, there's some very interesting charts that list the negative impacts that they know that bullies have so they don't get away scot-free. So we, one thing we know from statistics and research <clears throat> is that between 70 to 96 percent of American families are dysfunctional and that means that there's a lot of inappropriate stuff happening in families where children are growing up and being raised. And this sibling mistreatment is one of the things that is going on, and we're not talking about it, but we should be talking about it. Now, when you're talking about bullying or mistreatment, one of the first things you have to deal with is deal with your emotions. So if you're the victim of mistreatment or bullying or both or anything in between, um, you're going to have a wide range of emotions, most likely, as a result. And the thing about emotions is, whatever you don't identify, manage, and process, those emotions don't just float away. They don't disappear. 
you may shove them down into a deep corner of your mind, or you may say, I'm not going to deal with it and try to forget about it. But your, your brain actually doesn't forget about emotions you don't deal with. According to the research, they will lay in wait and sometimes just bubble up and explode. So if you're, if you're being bullied or the victim of mistreatment, it's important for you to identify, manage, and process your emotions. Now, this podcast is not about that. I have a podcast that's called Managing and Processing Your Emotions. That'll help you. I also recently did a podcast on insecurities and when you, when you feel hurt, that'll help you. And of course, you may rightfully be angry or have anger as a result. And I have a podcast about that. So all I have all kinds of podcasts that will help you with the emotional component. That's really not what I want to address in this podcast. You can heal from bullying. You can heal from mistreatment. You can heal from trauma. But there is action required for you to deal with your emotions. So that's that's the first piece. Now I want to bring in a word of caution on this topic because some of the people who are bullies and some of the people who mistreat others are actually dangerous. Not everyone who's a bully and not everyone who mistreats people is dangerous. No, I'm not saying that in any regard. But there's a percentage, I don't know what it is, I don't know that anybody knows what it is, of people who engage in bullying and mistreatment who are actually dangerous. They might be psychopaths, they might, they could be sociopaths, they could just be people who are deeply unwell. But I, I mention that because it's important that you understand. Now, I don't want you to go run off and be paranoid. That's not appropriate. That actually could be a diagnosis. But it's important for you to understand that some of the people who engage in this bad behavior of bullying and mistreatment are actually dangerous. Now, there's another group of people I call the soul crushers. And this is when someone tries to crush your soul. And there are people, there are actually people who try to crush another person's soul. It's like they want to take that person's internal light away. Now, some of the soul crushers are dangerous and some of them are not. I mean, they're not, this is not one size fits all. Not everybody who bullies and is mistreats others is dangerous. No, no, no. Um, they're certainly not the greatest people, but they're not all dangerous. And nor are some of the people who try to crush your soul. Some of the people who try to crush your soul are just, you know, deeply jealous or they're, you know, envious or they feel, you know, they resent you or, you know, they have some mental health issue or low self-esteem. They may just have irrational thinking so they're not looking at life clearly. And they could be a narcissist, or they could be a sociopath, or they could be a psychopath. But it's important for you to have this broad sense. When I'm talking about bullying and mistreatment, sometimes when you take a step back and you kind of look at a situation, you know, from a distance, you know, you will see a pattern. And sometimes when there's a pattern of you being treated poorly or you being mistreated, uh, it, and even if it's not like overtly aggressive, as I'm going to talk about some other types, kind of give you some new language for bullying. 
uh, it could be someone who is interested in crushing your soul. And I think that's, that's important. Now, one of the things that I find is wildly helpful in life is to give things the right name, to give things the right language, to put whatever's going on in language. It's just very helpful. So the first piece of this I want to talk about, which is I'm calling emotional bullying. Now, emotional bullying sometimes isn't quite as obvious as other forms of bullying. Like if someone's relentlessly calling you names or, you know, really mistreating you. Emotional bullying, especially sometimes when it happens at work, might not like jump out at you as, oh, this person is using their emotions like a weapon, using their emotions like a bat. I mean, it just might not be so obvious. Now, sometimes emotional bullying comes in the subtle form of disapproval or withholding love and affection, or expressing disappointment. I mean, there are several different forms of emotional bullying. Now, one of the forms of emotional bullying that we don't talk about, which I am going to talk about, because apparently I'm willing to talk about whatever needs to be talked about, is this threat of suicide. And there are people who threaten suicide as a form of bullying and manipulation. And I'm going to just give you some suggestions because oftentimes when that happens, people don't know what to do, so they don't do anything. I mean, they may start walking around, whoever threatens suicide, like if I don't, if you try to make me do this, I'm going to kill myself, or if you do that, I'm going to kill myself, or, you know, whatever. They might not even be that direct. It might be much more subtle than that, but you get the point of what they're, what they're saying. Um, oftentimes people will just start walking around them on eggshells and tiptoeing around them because they really don't know what to do. Anytime someone threatens suicide, now again, this is not therapy advice, I'm not a clinician, but I have a lot of experience. And, and in my opinion, anytime someone threatens suicide, you need to take it seriously and you need to act upon it. You need to act upon it as if it is a serious threat because you don't know. You will never know whether someone willfully intends to go commit suicide or not because you're not in their mind. And even if you feel very, very confident it's a tactic of manipulation, actually it's, it's actually emotional blackmail, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, um, but you can't know that. So you have to take the threat seriously, get a therapist involved, Depending upon the circumstances and your relationship to people, you might have to call law enforcement. I mean, I don't know who you would have to call or what you would have to do, but you need to do something. And, and that something is not pretending that they didn't threaten to commit suicide. And I've dealt with people who have threatened to commit suicide since I was in college. And so I have some experience, but you can't just do nothing. And Yes, it could be serious and it could be real, or it could be emotional blackmail, emotional bullying, but you're never going to know that because you're not them. And you can't make assumptions that they're just trying to bully you. So if someone 
threatens or intimates suicide or self-harm, you need to act upon it. Now, other forms of emotional uh, bullying. Uh, one is ca character assassination. <laughs> and I'm laughing. It's not funny, but I'm laughing because I, I've been, I've, I've dealt with character assassination since I was young and I didn't have the, the language for it. But boy, it's a great, it's a great language to give things the right name. So character assassination is defined as the malicious and unjustified harming of a person's good reputation. Now, many people who do character assassination do it under the guise, like the pretense that they're concerned about Joe or Mary or Sue or whatever. Like they do it under a pretense of, oh, I'm just really worried about my neighbor, my relative, my coworker, or whomever. Like I'm just really worried about them. But you want to really look at that because if you're really worried about someone, who you should be talking to is the person that you're worried about. Now, the exception is if you're doing a drug or alcohol intervention, and it's actually an intervention, then you might have to talk to other people, get them to write letters, and go through the whole process. But that's the exception. And many times people will have a pretense that they... And they may be so completely unaware, unself-aware, that they just lack complete awareness to their evilness and what they're doing. But it's not lost on everyone. So character assassination, especially, so sometimes it's outright, like, oh, so-and-so is blah, 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 and then lies and whatever, uh, mistruths, half-truths you know, come out. And sometimes it's under the guise of, oh, well, I wanted to get in touch with you because I'm just really concerned about my child or my parent or my neighbor or my, you know, spouse or my co whatever, whoever. And then, you know, you're really maligning that person's good reputation. So the exception is if you're doing an intervention, but most of the things, times that character assassination happens, it's not involving an intervention. Now I did already mention emotional blackmail and that's when someone tries to control you where you have an emotional connection. So someone who you're emotionally connected with who threatens to commit suicide that could be emotional blackmail and emotional blackmail can also be like the withholding of love and affection I mean there are young people and grown people who will not do X Y or Z because they're afraid of getting their parents disapproval or disappointment or be, having love or or affection withheld I mean this is a wide berth when I talk about emotional blackmail. It's from innuendo to direct threats. And it's not, it's not good. It's just not pleasant. And it is a thing. It's actually a real thing. So, you know, we all know, in my opinion, that one family member or that one person in your group or that one coworker or that one neighbor that everybody kowtows to. Like, you know what I'm talking about? That person who kind of throws a fit if they don't get their way. These are people who are using their emotions to bully others because the group kowtows to them because the group doesn't deal, deal with 
the backlash. And that's okay. That's the path of least resistance. And if you want to kowtow to someone who's demanding, go ahead. If you want to walk on eggshells with someone who is an emotional bully or withholds love and affection or whatever, that's fine. You can go ahead and do that. I just want to gently suggest to you that you're an enabler and you're enabling them to get away with bad behavior. And so you should be kind of thinking about that because it's not helpful to you. It's not helpful to them. It's not helpful to the group or whatever setting it is. And, and sometimes the reason why people change is because they're kind of smacked in the face with the reality of how they've treated someone or someone finally saying to them, look, you're a bad person. Look at how you talk about your child or look about how, look at how you talk about, you know, this person we work with or whatever. Like sometimes change comes about because of the raw, brutal truth. So when you kowtow to someone, go ahead, but just recognize you're not necessarily helping things. I'm not telling you you need to change. I'm not telling you you have to confront them. But it is important that you understand doing nothing is probably not going to be helpful. Now, bullying, whether it's emotional, physical, you know, emotional blackmail, character assassination, there's all kinds, uh, happen everywhere. They happen at work. They happen in clubs. They happen in organizations. It happens in sports. It happens in families. And it happens, you know... It happens in public when people don't agree about particular things. So there, you want to start to look at, okay, if you're being bullied and mistreated. I have some suggestions we're going to get to in a minute. But I'm just speaking generally now. So when someone is, like if someone is bullying someone else or mistreating someone else, hey, people, I'm not going to stand for that. I am not going to stand by and let someone be bullied or mistreated in front of me. It's just not happening. Not, it's not okay. And I'm, I'm, I am the kind of person who will stand up for a stranger because that's what I, that's how I'm wired. That's how I'm wired. Um, and I am very well aware that most people won't do that. That's okay. So you want to start to look at how are you, how are you organized as a person when someone is mistreating or bullying you or mistreating or bullying someone else in your circle or in your, at work or wherever at home, you know, and, and what, what are you doing about it? And you want to just start to, you know, take a look at that because I think that can be very valuable. Um, now, often people will develop very deep wounds from being bullied or mistreated. That's fairly common and typical, but you can heal from that. And I, I highly suggest that you do. And whether you're ever going to be uh, assertive enough or feel good enough about yourself to stand up for another, that's really, I have no skin in the game about that. Of course, I would like everybody standing up for strangers and, and young people and and put an end to it because things would change very rapidly. Like there are parents who talk badly about their own children to coworkers or to neighbors or to family or to whomever. And what would happen if someone looked that parent in the eye and said, you know, you just trash talked your own child. I'm appalled. 
That's terrible. You need to get yourself sorted out and get right because you're the parent and you're supposed to love, honor, nurture, and protect your child, not go around and trash talk them. I mean, oh my gosh, that would be, that would be like, oh, people would be like, um, I don't know what would happen. But like, you know what I'm saying? We, we work with people who will trash talk families, you know, each other. Like, it happens all the time. And there's just like this tolerance, like it's okay. And, you know, if it's trash talk and it's really character assassination, that's not something that we in my opinion, as a group should, should allow, but that's neither here nor there. So the other thing about bullying, before I move on to things you could do about it, is that sometimes people will retaliate, and you can do that. I'm, I'm not a fan of revenge. I'm not a fan of retaliation. I'm not a fan of reacting, although, you know, I have reacted, although I can also give you some, I could give you some good examples of where I really held my tongue in public, and people were like, oh my God, who is that woman? Listen to what they just said to her, and she just said, yep, I heard you the first time. Like, like there's something to be said for having, you know, self-control and self-mastery when you're being humiliated and bullied in public, you know, in front of a group. There's just really, there's just really something great about it, like, because the bully didn't get the result they wanted, except to make themselves look like an idiot. But anyway, all right, so when you're talking about the situations where you're being bullied or your child or mistreated, you have to deal with the controllables. You cannot control other people's behavior. That being said, you know, depending on the environment, there are things you can do. You know, you can report them depending on if it's at school or at work or, you know, depending on the situation, there are sometimes outlets and proper channels that you could do. But the things that you can control, you can control your emotions, you can control your reaction, you can control um, your views, your beliefs, and what you do as a result. So you could become deeply wounded by people who are bullying and mistreating you. That's certainly what typically happens. But bullying or mistreatment is a huge opportunity that I'm going to address. Because, listen, I have a lifetime of being bullied, tormented, my character assassinated, emotional blackmail, and mistreatment. I could just write a whole book about it, but I would never do that because that's way too negative, and I'm done with all that stuff. I've done my work. I've done my healing. And I don't spend my time thinking about the nasty, nasty, awful things people have done to me for my entire life. I don't spend my time there. You can spend your time there, but I don't recommend it. So let's move on to how can bullying or mistreatment be a great thing? Like, what? how could it possibly be a great thing? Well, I'm going to tell you how it could possibly be a great thing because I do know about this. So the opportunity, every problem, every issue has an opportunity. Every problem and every issue has an opportunity. The opportunity of bullying and mistreatment is post-traumatic growth. Now, post-traumatic growth is a psychology term, and there is a good body of research to it. In fact, I was, I had 
happened upon an article on post-traumatic growth uh, written some time ago. Before I did this podcast, I had I had been filing papers a couple weeks ago, and I found that article, and I thought, oh, I think I'm going to put that in my important important papers folder so I can access it quickly as opposed to my research folder and I just glimpsed at it and, it and the article is saying like look people have been doing this for thousands of years so the terminology post-traumatic growth may be only a 40 or whatever year old decades old term but people have been employing the concept for thousands of years so what is it well, post-traumatic growth is where you take stress or life challenges or bullying, for example, or mistreatment, for example, or it could be a death, it could be a loss, it could be, you know, some horrible tragedy, it could be anything. But you take something that's bad, where you're suffering, where there's pain, and you use it as a springboard to become a better version of yourself and to have life be richer and more rewarding. That's the essence of post-traumatic growth. Now there's different components to it, which I'm not gonna get into, because we're not that technical here, and I wanna kinda keep going so I can give you the things to do. But you could take, if let's say you're being bullied, or, or mistreated, or anything in the range of that, you could take that instance and draw a line in the sand and make it a defining moment where you went out and changed your life for the better. Like, wouldn't that be amazing? It would be amazing, trust me. So what are the opportunities of things that would be helpful if you're dealing with bullying and mistreatment? Well, I have a whole I have a whole list of things here. So these are not typically things, by the way, that people are good at. Oh, I have. I happen to be good at them, which you might understand because, you know, if you had a lifetime of bullying and mistreatment, you might get some really good skills at some things, including being happy. So assertiveness, coping mechanisms, high rock solid self-care, resilience, taming your inner critic, having high happiness skills, knowing a little bit about psychology, having your emotions be a superpower, meaning you have like high, high emotional abilities, becoming articulate and able to communicate effectively, becoming a hobby enthusiast will help you in a different way because it can be self-soothing and very enjoyable, Makes you, can make you a very interesting person at cocktail parties or events, having good friends or making new friends if needed to be, if you need that, being up to something, uh, rational thinking. Rational thinking will be amazing if you don't have rational thinking. Learning to counterbalance the negative, And lastly, learning to control your mind. Now, Many people don't know how to control their mind and their thoughts kind of run the show and really what's happening, one of the things that's happening is 
If you don't have high emotional abilities, then you are at the whim of your emotions. In other words, emotions are driving your life. Emotions are driving the ship because you don't have high emotional regulation and high emotional abilities. Once you learn emotional intelligence skills and you are self-aware and you have empathy and self-regulation and all the things that are parts of emotional intelligence, emotions become your superpower and you are no longer at the whim of your emotions because you have facility, you have control. Now, um, so I just gave you a list of like 15 different things that would be extremely helpful, wildly helpful, like amazing and very beneficial if you're dealing with bullying or mistreatment. Now, I want to touch on a couple areas about bullying and mistreatment before I give you my all my other suggestions. So if the bullying is happening at home, if you're a young person or if it's happening in your family, because that, like I said, from, from before, from the psychology today, up to 80% of, of young people are experiencing bullying and mistreatment at home. Well, guess what? Once kids grow up, that bullying and, bullying and mistreatment usually doesn't stop. Family patterns like that usually continue until everybody dies. So, you know, is it any wonder that the suicide rate might be so high for young people if 80% of them are being mistreated or bullied at home? I mean, let that sink in. We spend millions and millions of dollars on suicide prevention and suicide awareness, and we allow up to 80% of our young people to be bullied by their own siblings. It is not okay, and something needs to be done. So, if it's at home and you're a young person, then, you know, there's, you can talk to your parents, which probably might not go well. You can, you know, seek support at school. But the best thing to do if you're a young person is grow your skills like crazy. Like put yourself on a superhero journey because it's unlikely that you might change your parents because your parents are allowing it, or your siblings, because they're they're involved, and you might even be the scapegoat. But if you're experiencing this at home, you need to make sure you have a good posse of friends, and you guys all need to grow like crazy, because that's the way you're going to have an amazing life. And those sick family members will never, they will never have that kind of a great life. Now, the other thing is if this is happening at home and it, you could be, you know, you could be 20 something or 30 something and it's still going on because those patterns don't die off. You want to make sure that you are well loved because if you were mistreated and bullied as a child and or as a young adult or an adult, you might not feel well loved because your family mistreated you or allowed bullying to take place. So you want to make sure you are well loved like crazy and it doesn't have to come from your family or from your siblings it can come from other people so if it's at home which it is highly likely i mean given the statistics it's extremely likely that it's coming it could be coming from home from siblings 
and or parents, parents allowing the sibling mistreatment. So you put yourself on the road to growth and development. You grow like crazy and you will leave them in the dust and you will be able to be happy. You'll be able to have an amazing life. And no matter what they say or do, they won't be able to get to you. Now, if this is your child, well, it's very problematic if it's your child and your child is under 18. And there's certain things you can do if it's in a sports sports team or some kind of club or organization or, you know, in the, in the classroom. So you want to, of course, go through whatever steps that the school or team or whatever organization provides. But here's the thing. That might not stop it in any way, and it could make it worse. What you want to do as a parent is you want to put yourself and your child on a massive road to growth and development, like massive, because that's the armor you're going to give your child. You know, if you give your child skills and you give your child abilities, it's like armor. It's like they have a night suit of armor, and they're battling people you know, who are walking around with no tools. They will be able to communicate more effectively. They will have emotional skills. It, it will be amazing. So if it's your child that's being bullied, hopefully it better not be at home. I mean, I hope not. And if you're allowing that, you need to listen to my other podcast and get your act together because it's not okay. But you've got to put your child on the road to growth and development and go with them because you could learn the skills too, at least statistically speaking. Now, if you're in an abusive relationship, and this is oftentimes where bullying and mistreatment happens. I mean, while we already know it happens up to 80% of young people at home, but abusive relationships are where other bullying and mistreatment happens. Now, if you're in an abusive relationship, that's extremely difficult, very painful, and it's very pro pro predictable that you are trapped because emotional abusers, if it's an emotionally abusive relationship, they will all usually, typically, 94 to 96% of the time, they will economically trap their victim so the victim can't leave because they've taken the money and they've taken the finances. So you, if you're in an abusive relationship, or, and that's where the bullying and mistreatment is happening, that's, that's a bigger can of worms. That's a bigger problem. It is a deep problem, but it's, it's one that you can eventually escape from. I do have a podcast about domestic abuse, so that will help you. You also need to grow like crazy, because, of course, it's very painful painful to feel trapped. It's painful to feel like the relationship you're in is like you're in jail. I mean, it's terrible. But you can eventually escape and you want to grow like crazy and follow the other things I'm going to recommend because it's a problem. But it's not a problem you're stuck with forever. But you do need to be safe and I have, you know, podcasts on dangerous people so you've got to grow like crazy. So those are kind of the different areas and some suggestions. Now, there's some key areas that will be majorly helpful to you if you're being bullied or mistreated or your child is. And number one is self-care. Well, look around in the world and you can see that as a society, we're not really taking very good care of ourselves. We don't look good. We're, well, 
I'm overweight, but I mean, like we, you know, we're overweight. We're just, well, 70% of Americans are on a prescription drug. I don't, I'm not in that category, but you know, like we're not taking care of ourselves. So boost your self-care. That's an extremely important area if you're being bullied or mistreated, because it will help you feel better. And I have a whole podcast on that. And the second item is taming your inner critic. That takes a while. That's not an overnight fix. Neither is boosting your self-care. But I have a podcast on self-care and self-compassion. And it will help you feel better if you're being bullied or mistreated to begin to recognize you have an inner critic and start to tame it. Because that's another thing that's just kind of going to pile on if you're being bullied or mistreated. Now, I already mentioned growing your emotions to be a superpower. And there are so many, I've written so many things or done so many podcasts on emotions and written quite a bit on my, um, on newsweek.com, which you can find under Newsweek Expert Forum and my name, Lisa Lundy, and you'll, it'll bring up all my articles and quotes. But you've got to grow your emotions. Really. It's it is like when Spider-Man learns he can shoot webbing out of his hands, he doesn't know how that works. He has to figure out how to, to shoot it and how to stop it. Like he has to figure it out. And we're not training people on how to flip the switch on their emotions we're not teaching people very much about emotions at all. So grow your emotions to be a superpower. Now, the other thing you want to make sure is that you have rational thinking. People, we don't walk around talking about, well, are they rational? What's rational? What's irrational? What's a cognitive distortion? But we should, because if you're using irrational thinking, you have a flawed view of life. Your life view is inaccurate and incorrect. It's like looking at yourself through a carnival funhouse mirror. It's all warped. So you want to make sure you have rational thinking. And I have a podcast about cognitive distortions. Number five, you want to make sure you're surrounded by really great friends. Now, you could be surrounded by a really great family. That works too. But you want to make sure you are surrounded by enough really good people. And that might mean you have to make new friends because we all occasionally learn that somebody we thought was a good friend is really that great of a friend because sometimes it takes people a while before they show their true colors. Another thing that'll be helpful. Now, I know you might not feel like this if you're um, currently being bullied or mistreated, but be up to something. It could, you could, I just gave you several ideas. You could be up to boosting your self-care. You could be up to taming your inner critic. You could be up to learning about how to flip the switch on your emotions. Like being up to something doesn't have to be, I'm going to change the world. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to clean out my completely messy house. You know, it could be something small, but you want to be up to something that would make you happy or make you feel inspired and it could be or you know something to look forward to you know it could be you know taking a small road trip or going out for coffee I'm like I don't know what it is but be up to something the next thing is assertiveness my goodness I read an assertiveness book not by choice 
in high school because my wise, wonderful, amazing mother made me read it. And it was one of the best things that ever happened because it gave me tools. It gave me skills. And we're not living in a society where people, generally speaking, have assertiveness skills. So grow your assertiveness. The next thing that's going to help you is empowering attitudes and beliefs. And I have a YouTube video and I've talked about empowering attitudes or beliefs, but that can help you. Like if you think the world is out to get you, that is not empowering. That's not positive. And you will take advantage of the self-defeating prophecy and actually make it come true. So I always recommend you have empowering attitudes and empowering beliefs. And number nine, before I get into my additional suggestions, is to learn to control your mind. Now, this is not easy. And depending on the way you're organized or how you're wired, it could take you longer but you can learn to control your emotions through emotional intelligence and your thinking, learn to control your mind. And learning to control your mind, by the way, has also been talked about and written about for thousands of years. I mean, these things that we're talking about, they're not new things. Like we didn't invent it. We haven't invented some new form of bullying or mistreatment, I don't think, not to my knowledge. And the, the things that will help you have been done since the beginning of time. We just generally don't talk about them. So I have a podcast on learning to control your mind. And I give you some suggestions in that. And there's just a whole bunch of ways you could learn to do that. So learn to control your mind. Now I have some additional suggestions. Because bullying or being mistreated is definitely painful. It is terrible. It's the worst. So, number one, I suggest that you commit and be all in to take advantage of post-traumatic growth. Like, what do you want to do? You want to have someone who's been bullying you or mistreating you and you want to let that person ruin your life? No, no, don't give up your power and let someone else ruin your life. No, 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 no. I mean, you can if you want to. Go ahead. I'm suggesting that you commit yourself to draw a line in the sand and make this a defining moment where you are going to take this history of bullying or this history of maltreatment or something else and you're going to have it be a milestone where you committed, you were all in to change your life. I mean, it's just what I recommend. Um, number two, you really need to, to feel your feelings and deal with your feelings if you've been bullied or mistreated. And there's a whole range, as I mentioned, you know, anger, resentment, shock, loss, sadness, hurt. I mean, it's just a whole, whole, whole list, but you've got to feel them. Don't numb them, feel them and learn to deal with them. You will never, ever, ever regret learning emotional skills. I promise you. I promise you. All right. Number three, make this a magical and amazing fun journey. So remember, number one was commit and be all in to take advantage of post-traumatic growth, right? Well, and then you're going to deal with your emotions, which means feel them and manage them, process them. But number three, this a magical journal journey. Make it magical. Make it 
fun. Why not? Well, I have a whole podcast about being pl- fun and playful because I, I have, a, have a history of that, even at work. Yes, at work, of course, at work. And make this defining moment this great adventure and name it. And of course, you're going to take people with you. Do not do life alone. I mentioned something in a, a recent podcast about how when my kids were young and we were at this amusement park, they wouldn't ride the rides with each other. Now, they got along very well. They were all, you know, because, of course, that was the rule. They that was, that was and is the rule. They had to be nice to each other. But that was just kind of like the age or like, oh, no, it's not cool to ride a car with other people or with your siblings. So we're going to all ride along. And then I made them like stay off the next ride and watch the people who were on the ride from the sidelines. And they could see, I said, look, look at the people who are in those cars by themselves. Now look at the people who are in cars with other people. What well, was very obvious. It was extremely obvious. The people who were in the ride with other people in the ride car were having more fun. You've got to take people with you because it will be more fun. And yes, by the way, my kids start riding the rides with, with, with each other after that. So you want to take people with you. I already mentioned self-care. You want to make that like an everyday thing, whether you're going somewhere or not. I mean, I look like I'm going somewhere every single day, even though, even though other than walking the dog, several days I am not going anywhere I'm on the phone I'm recording a podcast I'm working on whatever so boost your self-care and make it amazing like I don't I make my life fun because I want to have fun all right so I already mentioned build a team now one of my next suggestions which you can laugh at you you know you can mock me but I have a powerful life is to have a reward system. Now, I am going to do a podcast about that, although I haven't wanted to. I've talked about a reward system in several podcasts, but apparently I need to do a completely one podcast devoted to it, so I'm going to do it. Um, but you want to have rewards. Life is hard. Do, do, we, do we have any debate about that? Well, if your life has been easy, I say hallelujah, Praise be to God. I am so happy you've had an easy life. I am really happy for you. I mean, really. But I want everyone to have an easy life, and that's not how life goes for most people. So have a reward system. Now, you might need to make new friends. So if you do, I've got materials for that. I actually have short YouTube videos that would be very helpful. Um, Learn to control your mind. I already said to learn assertiveness. That is freaking amazing. Now, I didn't talk about affirmations, but affirmations are something that can help you learn how to control your mind and can really help you while you're on a journey for growth and development. So you can use them if you feel like it. I already mentioned making sure your attitudes and your beliefs are empowering as opposed to disempowering. Disempowering beliefs will shoot you in the foot Take advantage of the self-defeating prophecy instead of the self-fulfilling prophecy. So that's 14 suggestions to, on top of the areas you can focus on, but you want to, your takeaways are, it's time to realize that mistreatment and bullying is far, far too common in life. 
and happens up to 80% of the time for young people in their own home with their siblings. Number two, it's time to recognize that any bullying or mistreatment that you experience currently or in the past, you can use as a springboard to take advantage of post-traumatic growth and making your life amazing in every way. And the third takeaway is, of course, it's time to take people with you, create parties, create events, name your team, like make it silly, wild fun, laughing and playing as you grow new skills. My call to action is that you put yourself on the path of growth and development because then you'll have armor. Well, the people who are throwing their barbs and being mean and bullying and cruel will have nothing. So when you have armor, they have nothing, who wins? Well, you win because you're happy and you're healthy and you're well-loved and they can do all their whatever actions they do, but you are the winner. And uh, my second takeaway or call to action is that you share this podcast to help other people get some new thoughts about bullying and mistreatment. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 90, Dealing with Bullying and Mistreatment. I certainly hope you're going to take advantage of post-traumatic growth, get on the road to growth and development, and have any bullying or mistreatment be a springboard for something better and more wonderful in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically because of course, of course you wouldn't want to miss one. And please share this podcast with other people because bullying and mistreatment is so common. Hope you're going to visit my website to enter my giveaway. That's it. Take care for now. Love you. Bye.